Welcome back to Buffs and Nerfs. I'm your host, Andrew Lanza. With me, as always, co-host extraordinaire, Sam Hall. What's up, man? Ah, you know, not much just being extraordinaire. I, I like the fact that you use the French. Yes, yes. We're here, as always, discussing if video games are a thing that exists. Uh, jur- jury's still out. I was uh, going to say, jury's still out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain. I think so. I'm leaning towards yes, but I'm like 60-40 in favor of them existing as a thing. I'd like to get to the bottom to this. Maybe today, I, I don't know, maybe, if not maybe today, we can do like a, I don't know, three-part expose. I mean, if you want to make it short and brief and just skimming over the topic three parts, I think this is like a full 1960 season of 626 episodes a year. Wow, yeah. We'll mm-hmm. get, uh, what's the dude who did like the, like the baseball in the Vietnam War? Oh, Dogs. Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Thank you. The name just couldn't, we'll, we'll, we'll get Ken Burns on this. If our video games literally a thing. And if you bring up Ken Burns, I have to mention this. If you're watching the Vietnam documentary, it's great. But anytime that you think it's going to go cut to B-roll of people shooting guns, turn the volume down. The mix on that is really off okay very specific tip Mm -hmm. on the sound mix of the ken burns documentary series vietnam Mm -hmm. that's why people are here um so today we're talking we got a little bit of a loose show um we're gonna talk a little bit of video game news first then we're gonna jump into our reviews if you caught the last episode we talked about a little a little uh thing we did where we bought each other a game a secret game on steam for around ten dollars each so we're gonna review those games a little bit of uh a little bit of a twist on that happened. We will we'll discuss further. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, we're going to introduce... Well, we're pretty much going to do it again. But this time, we're choosing a game on Steam that's kind of each a classic personal game for ourselves that we know that the other participant hasn't played. So we're going to uh, purchase these games for each other again. Like this time, there's no price really on this one. Luckily, the the, the one I'm going to buy you was on sale, so... That's uh, that's good news. I'm but uh, yeah, I'm gonna get you will be on sale. I haven't checked. <laughs> well, well, we'll jump into that one at the end. Um, but yeah, as far as news goes, um, yeah, did you want to uh, talk about a little tidbit? Well, my first little bit of video gaming news is a fluff piece, if you will. Um, HBO just announced that in their series of The Last of Us, based upon the PlayStation game The Last of Us. Uh, they've announced the casting of the two leads playing Ellie and, oh my god, I've completely forgotten the guy's name, the, uh, other guy, the main guy. Uh, Joel? Pedro Pas- Joel, that's it, thank you. I was like, it's not Jeff, it's not Jeff, what, it's a J sound. Jeremy. J- Jake. Jake? Man. Uh, anyways. Anyways, Pedro Pascal will be playing, uh, Joel, and, uh, Bella Ramsey will be playing, uh, the Ellie. Uh, I think this is interesting news because it's uh kind of strange that we're seeing an adaptation of the video game again i mean i think it's great casting choice but i don't know video games being adapted to uh the screen where they're small or big not necessarily the greatest track record uh yeah so what do you think about that news there andrew um i mean yeah i mean you're taking two kind of like fan favorites from game of thrones um you know you have uh pedro pascal who was uh Oberyn Martell, and then you have uh, sorry, what, what was what was the other actor's name? Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Um, you you have Bella Ramsey who played. Well, what was uh, uh the bear? She was like one. She was like the. Uh, young... She was the Lady Mormont. She's like Lady the Mormont. That's right. Yeah. She's uh, Jorah Mormont's 
sister, I think? Yeah, Jor Mormont. That, that's the bear, right? Is that what I'm thinking? No, uh, Jor. Well, there's Jor Mormont. That was the bear. Then there's Jorah Mormont, who is the dude right. who's in love with the Khaleesi and just hangs around yeah, with her. Yeah, and he got, he got expelled from being a Mormont or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Right, right. Obviously, I'm a little rusty on the Game of Thrones lineage. But yeah, she was great in the show. Um, she did a really good job. Like, uh, as far as, like, those later seasons go, she's, like, one of the few standouts of those later seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, she's fucking badass. Like, she, she's a great, uh, she's a great, uh, it's a great role, and she's uh, really good in it. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm really excited for this. I'm, like, a casual Last of Us fan. I never beat the first mm-hmm. one, although I have tried multiple times. I think I've neither, neither have I. talked about it on the, uh, on the podcast before. But, yeah, like, I'm interested like you know what i i always wanted to get through the games but what kind of prevented me getting through the games was like i don't know i just didn't really like the um just the gameplay mechanics of the game i thought the the story was great but i just thought like the combat mechanics weren't that great and i thought the stealth mechanics weren't that great and i just i don't know if i could get the story in like that you know in a passive medium as opposed to like a a medium where i have to participate in i think uh, you know i'm 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 all for it i'm down well not Always, but in this case specifically with Last of Us. I think the setting is um, interesting enough that it could handle a series. Uh, there, The plot of uh, Last of Us is really just... It's a giant escort mission in a weird sort of way, but... Um, I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I think I would say. I do like Bella yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. She's great in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, she does the voice of Hilda in the Hilda animated series on Netflix, which is really good. Um, and Pedro Pascal, I mean, he's the Mandalorian. He's the 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 Maxwell Lord. He's, Dreamy AF. He's, you know, I don't know about the mustache. It's like, I don't want him to have it, but I don't want him not to have it no the mustache the mustache stays to each their own or as the french probably don't say it that way they, they probably pronounce it properly so yeah so uh but my my thing is all just like video games getting turned into a um, tv series or a movie i it's sort of i think the issue there for me is that when you make a movie or an intellectual property about a game I've played, like, video gaming is so personal. It's like, I am this character. I am Joel. I am Ellie in the sequel. Uh, you know, it sort of becomes like, oh, this isn't exactly how I did it. Like, it feels like watching someone else retell a story that happened to you, but not getting mm-hmm. it right and compressing mm-hmm. it. So, so, But I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Actually, I'd love to see them basically keep the same... Uh, concept and storyline uh i won't spoil anything for anyone who hasn't played the last of us but it's a pretty straightforward joel has to take ellie somewhere across the country that's the bare, very bare minimum of the story and i'd like to see them do something interesting with it where maybe they uh because one of the things is they're going to need a stronger antagonist than simply the uh clickers which are the, like the zombie people in the game they're going to need like a, a person who's working against them and maybe somebody shows up at the end of Last of Us, just so I didn't quite finish it. But um, there isn't really a strong antagonist. It's almost like a series of vignettes across the uh, country. So I- I'm curious to see how they handle it. So it's not big news, but it's interesting news. It's a, it's a good casting choice. So yeah, HBO's got a video game uh, series. Co- uh, video game series, Jesus. A TV series, that's what they do, uh, based on a video game coming. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Andrew, any news on your front? Yeah, I guess probably the the biggest um, news of the week is CD Projekt Red. I mean, they can't mm-hmm. catch a break lately. Uh, they revealed that they got hacked and that all their info was being held ransom. 
and I guess they, you know, have a policy where they do not negotiate with terrorists and they um, released the info that they got hacked. And apparently the info, like all their source code, like for The Witcher and C- um, I was going to say CD Projekt Red for um, yeah. uh, Cyberpunk, they it, that got uh, put up for auction for like one million. And apparently it went for like seven million, that information. And uh, that was to like an unknown buyer. And then they sold, sorry. And then the uh, Gwent source code got leaked online. So, I mean, that sucks for CD Projekt Red. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say yeah, about no, that. They a, just, they can't, they can't catch a break lately. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not, funny, it's not like good a year ago, people were like, let them take their time. You know, they're super quality. They'll make a great game out of Cyberpunk. They're fine. They, they, it's kind of like they took the Bioware uh, path from really loved company to kind of, oh, God, what are you guys doing, company? And they compressed it to like three months instead of like two or three f- releases, sort of thing. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you see, you see that, like, You've seen that recently with like, you know, studios like, you know, Bioware with Anthem and then you have, you know, uh, Bethesda with, uh, you know, Fallout 76. And you just see these companies that, you know, so quickly erode this kind of uh, trust they've built with the with the consumer over the past like decades. And just over the last couple of years, you just see it erode so quickly. Well, I think the thing is like most video games... When you're creating a video game or a video game series, when you first start, you don't have a lot of expectations. Like, oh, I've got this new IP coming out. Like, this is, was Bioware. Bioware had a good reputation. They sort of, like, were always floating just a little bit below AAA, but then they came out with Mass Effect, and that blew up, and the whole Mass Effect trilogy, and people loved it. Um, and I think what happens is, is, after a while, you go from being, like, the... Well, I wouldn't say Bioware is indie. It, was, it hasn't been indie for a while, but, um, like it goes from kind of like the love small company to, oh, you're one of the bigger companies and people's expectations keep growing that as soon as you start stumbling, they see it as the fall of the, the thing. Uh, but yeah, um, the C- well, actually I had a question for you. Do they, they don't know who bought the, I think you said it was an anonymous purchase. Like they don't know who bought the uh, code. Do you think it could have been CD Projekt Red themselves? They did make enough money. That's $7 million to keep the code. Um, <clears throat> they, uh, I don't think, I don't think they know. I think it's, uh, it's just unknown. Seems like okay. I'm just like scanning this article again. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, I think I think that uh, they it's it's anonymous at this point. <laughs> it's somewhere in a prison. Martin Shkreli is like, hey, hey, yeah. While listening to the only copy of oh, the no. Wu Tang album. Actually, sorry, this is a conversation I had completely away, like with some other people. Literally yesterday, we were looking this up. It turns out what about three four years ago he got booked for like in prison for fraud or being a dick. I don't know. Um, and he actually doesn't have the album anymore. The album was, I guess, possessed by the state because it was what? one of his assets. So somewhere, like, I it's like in like, a footlocker somewhere in Wisconsin or something. Or, or what happened was is some mother was like, like they were having a sale. Like, you know how once in a while, like, state oh, sells they sold it for like, like 10 cents. Five bucks. They're like, hey, Jimmy, you like hip hop, don't you? Oh, Wu-Tang so last year, Bob. Huh? Okay, I'll just put it in the closet. You know, like, it, I, 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 there should be, I'm surprised there isn't a documentary, but what the hell happened to that album? There should be. All right, we're quitting this podcast and we're going to make a documentary about what happened to the Wu-Tang album. No, it's here. I didn't, I did not know that. I thought he just yeah. had it somewhere. I, no, I, like his assets got sold, and that's obviously a pretty valuable asset in of itself, sort of thing. It's like more expensive than a car, right? I think he bought it for like a flat million or something. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, the 
hackers are jerks and uh i'd be really i'm really curious to see what whoever bought it does with it if it's cd project red just secretly buying them themselves maybe through a third party they would oh, they're like, talking about wu-tang <laughs> well yeah I'm, I'm curious about that too but again we've kind of, we're kind of in a holding pattern nobody knows where it is i feel like you know what I'm going to try to do some research for next episode, fans, because I know you love video games, but as much as you guys love video games, you love news about Rare. We got to get, we got to get, uh, Coburn and Kyle on here, a crossover from, uh, Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. We, we, we got to get them on here for, and, uh, they, they can straighten us out. I'm sure they got the, the info, but I mean, I think the people who suffer excellent most, podcast, by the way. excellent, you know, just stand out. Those two dudes, they know music Chef's like kiss. I know putting booze and coffee. <laughs> from his but yeah i think i think the people who really suffer from uh this this album staying a secret are the children because yeah. i mean everybody knows that wu-tang is for the children and i think i think we got to really remember that in these times that um let's let's get that album out there for the kids so having said Wu-tang, that hang someone do you think of the children yep there we go so having said that um i think we're gonna move on to our reviews of sounds good our games. I'm, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you agree because if you didn't want to, we, I don't know uh, where we'd go. I don't know where we'd go from there. No, no. Let's ha- let's go back and uh, really milk this Wu Tang thing for more than the five minutes we have already about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, just for people who you know forgot or didn't listen all the way to the end or whatever, um, we bought each other a secret game for ten dollars, around ten dollars on Steam. Um, I bought Sam the game Undertale, um, and Sam bought me the game RRRR, and just for for ease of the conversation, we will refer to this game as R for this conversation. I mean, you can call it RRRR, but I'm going to call it R, just because I don't want to, you know, well, do that I mean, every time. Well, I mean, it's kind of phonetically, right? Like, if four R's in a row is R, but yeah, yeah, R is fine. Uh, so I'm just going to call it R. Anyway... Um, so yeah, so I guess let's you you can start us off. Undertale. What did you think about Undertale? Ooh boy. I actually have to bring up my Steam account to see how many hours I spent playing this game. Alright, hold on a second, Steam's launching. Um yeah, Undertale is, as you know, the central conceit beside most people know this is uh all the monsters got banished underground. You're a human child, you go underground, and uh, you start experiencing these monsters, and you can fight them i put that in quotes but you can actually also just chat with them or find out what they like and sort of kind of appease them if you will uh probably not good to use the word appeasing um and undertale i have played time of over the last two weeks 68 minutes i basically <laughs> i did not love this game i'm sorry i feel like i'm letting you down i'm letting all the listeners down there's probably people right now going what he didn't like undertale what yeah me I- it, it's it's I, I and I think we were talking about this before the recording, but Undertale is going to go into the same category of games as Sea of Thieves, which everyone remembers from like the first or second episode I talked about. It's a game that I appreciate that it exists. I like the idea, but it's not for me. It's like there. It, first of all, this game triggers and seems to rely a bit on just some kind of nostalgia for back in the CGA EGA days, like when there were few colors and everything was giant pixels of uh, 8-bit. This is less than 8-bit, it felt like. This almost felt like... Well, no, it's 8-bit. Right? It's 8-bit. Oh, okay. You see, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain what defines an 8-bit thing, but... And it was like... I liked the idea, 
and I like the little puzzles and stuff like that. Like the moment when you push the rock and then the rock goes the wrong way. He's like, oh, you, you want me to go the other way? Like that was cute. But it's just like I got to the skeleton brothers and I was like, uh, that like sigh I know was probably annoying to listen to, especially if you have headphones. But it was just like I, I'm really glad this game exists. And I think it, it's the product of one guy. So hats off to him. But um, it's definitely not a bad game. It's just not for me. It's like one of those things where you're like, it's 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 like a Bloody Mary or a Caesar. It's like, yep, I know people love this, but I can't. This is not good. I don't I don't enjoy this. This or this is good, but it's not good to my palate. So yeah, so my review of Undertale is uh, ten out of ten for everyone, but like four out of ten for me. Did you play Undertale? Yes, but we will. We will first. I think. I think the question you should be asking is. Yeah, did you play R? There we go. Um. So, I did play R. And What's your playtime in Steam minutes? Thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> there we go. We're off. You and you watched me for like a solid like twenty of that, maybe. Yeah. But I think um, some of that was when you were just like checking other things, so you were still screen sharing the game. And I didn't. So essentially, R is it's like a black and white platformer. The art style is not terrible. It kind of reminds me, like, like I can't believe this game was ten dollars because, like, it looks okay for like a flash game. If this game was like free or ninety nine cents, I'd be like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But that it was ten dollars is shocking. Um, it's this like black and white platformer. <laughs> You're this like little rabbit, and you have this little gun and. you just go around platforming and you know solving little puzzles but the controls are so bad you're fighting the controls the whole time they're super floaty and laggy and unresponsive to the point where it's just you're just fighting the controls the whole time you know exactly what you're supposed to do and you see what objective you're supposed to do and you're like okay i need to get over there and then instead of like going through and you know just traversing this landscape as i said you're just fighting the controls so i played a bunch of this and then i was like fuck it i'm buying 37 minutes being a bunch of this i'm assuming it took you a minute no this is even that's even less than that i was getting i'm I'm counting when you were showing me i'm counting when you were showing me but i I made i made this decision though after like i don't know half an hour maybe no less than half an hour anyway i was getting frustrated and i'm like i have nothing to say about this game so i downloaded undertale so, so now switching gears, Undertale, I have played 4.6 hours of. Let me tell you, I could not disagree with you more. I love this game. It, it, I would agree with you. It uh, relies a lot on nostalgia and, you know, it's this 8-bit game. I, but I think the art style, again, for 8-bit is beautiful, um, especially some of the later areas. The art style is beautiful. The music is... I love the music. I did like the music, actually. I'll just interject to say I did think the music was good. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. And there's some songs the same guy... Like, it seems like this whole game was made by one person. Toby something, yeah. I should know. Toby Maguire? That's the first name that came to my head, but it's not Toby Maguire. But I don't know. Maybe he made this in between... Toby Jones, the British actor? I don't know. I think Toby Maguire made this in between Spider-Man 2 and 3, but... I don't know. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, the music's great. They reused a couple tracks, but there's, like, a few, like, songs, like, boss songs and stuff where I'm like, this is a unique song, and this song slaps. 
It absolutely slaps. So um, as I was going through, I just really enjoyed the music. Uh, the characters are hilarious. The, the like literally have laughed out loud multiple times. The uh, gameplay is whatever. What honestly, I don't like in RPGs where there's random battles, and I find that this game's battles are so fun that i wish there was more random battles and sometimes i find myself i don't even need to grind but i'm just like walking in an area back and forth just because i want to fight more people because it's it's a good time it's like like we explained it before it's like every attack that the enemy does is like a bullet like a bullet hell attack but what's really cool is later in the game there's like things where like there's different iterations of that where like there's times this one boss turns your block heavy so it's almost becomes like a platformer like a like a running platformer where like shit is just keeps like coming at your character and you're on the ground and you're just like running over these like obstacles like jumping over these obstacles mm -hmm. uh there's other ones where you have to like use the boss's attack against them so it's like their attack like your attack does no damage to them so you're like you have to kind of bait them into attacking where they are because like they're constantly moving around the screen so you have to bait the enemy to attacking and then and they like it breaks out of the box and then attacks the enemy like the the boss um so i thought that was like it's like a really neat mechanic uh the the uh fighting is i think really done really well uh the one thing so far that i didn't really enjoy was it has the same problem sometimes that i found that the uh, mario and luigi series has on the nintendo ds and 3ds those are like turn-based rpgs where mm -hmm. they're very they rely very heavily on like characters and like comedy that at times I'm just like, all right, fucking get on with it. I want to, I want to play the game some more. Like this is funny, but like this whole like little interaction has worn its welcome out like 30 seconds ago and it's like still going on. Well, um, sorry, go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, um, did you, you said you had laughed out loud at the game. Did you, I got to the point where you're basically going through a bunch of puzzles with, uh, minor spoilers for Undertale the skeleton brothers like papyrus and i can't i think sans Sam, and papyrus. Sa yeah um had you laughed out loud by then because i'd gone through the whole thing and like eh, yeah maybe some like, I was maybe, maybe some nose exhales but that's like very early in the game if you like yeah, just got to okay. the brothers that's like very early i i feel like you know what i should do i should come back to this game in like a year or something i don't know Anyway, sorry, go on. But um Yeah, also oh. you said you're like you we talked before and you're like every time I got to a checkpoint, I'm like, all right, I'm playing something else. For me, I was like, okay, good checkpoint, boom, save. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. Yeah. I wanna like I wanna know where the story goes. Um I thought it was like there's these like really funny interactions where you can like flirt with people and like there's this one character you flirt with, and then you like go on a date, and then like the battle screen becomes this like dating mini game. It's so weird, but like you're like a child, and I'm just like, what is going on? You can like flirt, you can like flirt with every monster pretty much. I don't know, it's just so strange and such a strange game. Like at times, it kind of suffers from that, like, lol, I'm so random. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that kind of like humor? I, that's I like... felt that from the start, to be honest. Like, I felt like it was sort of like, oh, oh I, I get the humor you're going for. You're yeah, subverting I mean... expectations and self aware frogs telling yeah. you about the X button. It's just sort of. I, again, it's not my sense of humor and it's not my style of game, so that's why I bounced off it. But I can't appreciate that a lot of effort went into this, and it is apparently a good game. But I'm honestly really enjoying it. And again, like, well, just as far as the uh, irreverent humor goes, like, I'm looking at like the Undertale background 
on Steam. And it's literally like the Doge, like like Dogecoin, Doge or whatever, like, mm-hmm. the you know, from the meme. So it's like going into it, you've got to kind of expect it's going to be a little, it's going to, the humor is going to be like a little cringy at times. And there are times where my eyes are rolling to the back of my skull where I'm like, okay, that's like, but then there's, there's been a handful of other times where I'm like, so there's things like you, every time you go to a town, every little character is its own little sprite. Like there's just some little character where it'll just go up to it and he'll just be like, I love spaghetti or something. I don't know, whatever they say. And it's just like some completely independent sprite that is never used again in the game. Like most, like so many RPGs, they're just like have like town person number one. And like that person is used for like, you know, 60% of the townspeople in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Or type thing. So I can just see how much, like, th- like I can see if this was made, or it seems like this was made by one person. Like, it was a labor of love. Like, I can just tell. It's like, it's such a love letter to, like, games like uh, Mother or in or North America, Earthbound, and, like, Legend of Zelda. Like, all the, like, and, like, so many, ape, like, the, um, you know, the art style, like, is epic. So, like, yeah, it definitely relies heavily on the, um, you know nostalgia factor to really sell the game but i don't know i i guess also maybe again you don't have that nostalgia for it so so you just do you're just like what is this game it's cringy i don't i don't i'm not i like the the touchstones don't resonate with me why would i give a shit about some like game that's fine with like kind of a, a slightly interesting battle mechanic like i get it i get it well, for me, it was like, um, okay, first of all, I just looked up, it's Toby Fox is the guy, and apparently he's working on a sequel for Undertale. Perfect. Well, I will um, buy that for you circa 2021 or whatever it gets released. Uh, we will look into this and get back with more news for our listeners who tune into this podcast for Undertale. Um, I will say, the two things about Undertale that hit me right off the bat, one good, one bad. The bad one was... And this is such a minor thing. It's when people talk to you, they have that JRPG console thing where it's like, like going across, sorry, sound editor Boyan for doing that to your ears. Uh, Like it's that in when playing text annoyed me. Now I could have muted it, sure. But just the fact that that was there from the beginning, it's sort of like, uh. Um, but it is one thing I will say actually that I thought I was going to hate about this game was the bullet hell. I thought the bullet hell, I was like, oh, I don't like bullet hell games. This is going to piss me off. The bullet hell sequences were actually pretty okay. I didn't mind them much. I like the fact that they changed and, like, uh, like I remember one guy is crying tears on you, but if you pacify him, his tears start to go up or avoid you. Um, uh, did you, uh, again, spoilers for Undertale, uh, really early on, you meet the person who helps you around, Goat Lady. Um, yeah, Toriel or whatever her name is. Toriel or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I kept mercying her until she stopped at the point when you get into conflict with her. Did you do that or did you fight her? First of all, I flirted the heck out of her. Ugh. Yeah. And she's like, first I called, first I called her and called her mo- mommy or mother. Oh, I did that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and then I, started flirting I, I don't want to do this, but I got to see what happens. <laughs> and then I started flirting with her and she's like, that's weird that you called me mother and now you're flirting with me. That's a strange thing for my child to do. And I kept flirting with her. And then she was like, this ends now pretty much. Right. Yeah, it was... Yeah, okay, but, so you know what? I did... For That made me laugh. That made me laugh. So, yeah. Okay, before, okay. before the brothers, before the the skeleton brothers, there you go. There there was a genuine laugh I had. But but what I was going back to was with the Undertale thing, if you keep mercying her, eventually she gives in and lets you go, right? So, but what was interesting is every time you mercy her, you'd have to do a bullet hell 
But then it became this weird non-bullet hell where you just kept your thing in the middle and the tears that are supposed to damage you sort of went off and fell aside. Like, she's like, I don't want to fight you, so, like, the things she's using to fight, as long as you don't move, don't attack you and don't hurt you. I, I thought that was interesting. I like the fact that the bullet hell wasn't just one thing and it was unique for each it's one. It's not like, the one frog note, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was well done. Um, the, definitely the attacks are, like... Um, reflective of the enemy and there's times where yeah. like there's this one boss that like you beat and then the boss is like no like you can't beat me and like comes back and then they do this like the same bullet hell attack that they've always done but it was like relatively easy and then you just like block the attacks boom perfect hit them back they go down then they're dead and they come back they're like no like i won't give up and then it becomes like easier and easier every time you like take them down and then by the last time it's just like these attacks are just like so feeble and you can just really feel that like the enemy is just like you're wearing it down so like mm-hmm. like you said they're very reflective of like not only like the enemy but like the context of the enemy like you can like Their like you said yeah like you can cheer up an enemy during a battle like as i said flirt with them you can flirt with them or ask them about them their day or like whatever approach laugh them their jokes yeah laugh at their jokes there's like dogs that you can like pet whatever and then they like get easier then you can, as as we talked about in the last podcast podcast i don't think we mentioned it this time you can actually go through the game and not kill anybody mm-hmm. um and there's like times where like there were some bosses I killed and then some bosses I left alive. And then like later on you get to this tavern and then there's like some of the bosses that you left alive in the tavern. So I was like, Oh man, if I left them all alive, then I'll be just chilling in this tavern. Wait, but, you're like, killing the bosses. I was, when I was playing, I was like, okay, I'm not going to kill anybody. The thing is, if you don't kill people, you get like no XP and like you don't level up. And like, that was my problem. So then after a while I started like killing more people and like, I get it. That's the point of the game. It's like, if you leave them alive, but I don't know. Some people I kill, some people I left alive. Well, it's it's funny, actually. The more I talk about this, the more I, I find things I was interested in the game. So I'm going to raise it from a 4 out of 10 to like a 5 out of 10. Again, it's just the play style itself is not for me. But I was actually curious. I noticed that if you let people live, you get gold, but you get no XP. And I was like, can oh, you I get be so level much... 1? Yeah, probably. Can I be level 1 right to the end of this game? So I was actually trying to do that. I was trying to let every single thing go it's just but also you get like was my issue yeah so so the thing about that is if you kill an enemy you get like 100 xp and like 50 gold while if you let them live you get like zero xp and like 12 gold so like i get that there is an incentive to you know kill enemies and like kind of like if you don't do that if you kind of don't kill enemies throughout the game it's going to make it harder but you know there is going to be that like satisfaction where you did beat the game that way i don't know i feel like maybe like also there gets to be a point where like if you're under level like the like the bullet health sequences are just taking so much health off you so like where i'm at now i feel like i'm killing i'm like 50 50 with like random mobs like i'll kill some leave some alive and like you can tell the um dialogue a lot of times is like like there was one part where like i just like went through this cave and i just like killed everything in the cave because i'm like yo i just need some money so i kill everything in the cave and then like later on somebody's like i watched you go through the cave you murdered everything in that cave or like you slaughtered your way through that cave and i was like oh shit i did this game is sentient but yeah i don't know there's just so many little touches that i just really 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 loved undertale like genuinely wow it's i i i Again, I feel terrible. I feel terrible that I don't love this game. I don't even... I mean, it's okay. Like, the game is, has not much impact on me. I, I, and I, I haven't even played enough of it to really, truly comment on the game. Like, I usually at least 
want to try a game for a bit before I decide I don't like it. But I've n I can't remember the last time I bounced off a game this fast. Like it was just like I. Don't I think you just have to get past the presentation of the eight bit. I think you're just in your brain. Yeah. You're like eight yeah. bit is old. This is old, and just be like, no, like this, like these are. This is just the way it was made. It's not just the eight bit. It's also it's a little. I don't think it's a little random, like, like, like holds up spork. Yeah, yeah. Holds up spork. You know, that copy pasta, like holds up spork. And it's like, this, uh, like, yeah, I'm young. I know that. With oh, your it's not even, it's, that's old Taylor as hell. In your that's Game old as hell. Season eight loving. <laughs> what? No, I, I didn't love season I'm part eight of the youth. I'm not closer to my death than my birth. How dare you? Anyways. Um, but yeah, Undertale, like I said, I, I'm going to probably just, I, since I don't have that much to say about it, I'll say it's a good game. It, and I, if someone was asking me, would you recommend it? I'm like, I'd have to say, can you take 8-bit graphics? Can you take a very cutesy interface? Uh, if you can if you can take those, if those don't bother you at all, then yeah, absolutely, I would recommend this game. But it's, like I said, it's like Sea of Thieves. I like Sea of Thieves, but there are, the people who play it will attack me, and therefore I don't like, I don't enjoy playing Sea of Thieves. I feel like you could say that about any game. I don't uh, like this game, but there are the people that like it, like it. Like, you could say well, that no, about no, any game. Say, no, 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 there's a thing. Because I'm not saying... There are games that I genuinely think suck. That I, I can't even, like, think of one off the top of my head because I'm right, being put on the spot. But there are games I'm like, why do people like this game? This game is bad. This is, like, the actually Undertale and Sea of Thieves are in a very rare category of games that... I don't like, but I can understand why people like them. Very rare category. You don't like platformers. Yeah. No, I think most platformers are garbage. It's because I just don't have any fun for it. But I also don't have any, like, there's nothing to uh, the few platformers I've played, and I won't mention names because I don't want to turn this into a hate podcast, but the few platformers I've played, they're most, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, this is not fun. I don't care about this. But the thing I will say about Undertale is, well, first of all, Undertale isn't a platformer, is it? Parts, no, I, no, no, I don't, no. don't think no. it is. Right? There's so, there's like semi-platforming sections, but it's like auto jump areas. Like, so yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, it's, so, it's it's a it's an old school turn-based RPG, very basic, and then it's just like the element of attack is like a bullet hell. Like that's like yeah. the twist, and then there's obviously other deeper systems to it. But like that's one thing I really liked about it was the basicness is how like you had like you you put your pause menu you had items that's it like there's items and you can call people on your cell phone that is it like i don't know uh, and you have a very yeah. limited inventory you have like seven slots in your inventory i don't i i just i really like that simplicity like you know there's tons of games now that we play you know you and i you know also generally the public that there's just all these ridiculous systems that are so involved and there's like menus and sub menus and perk trees and mm -hmm. yada 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 don't get me wrong i it's love that great. shit anything assassin's creed we've been playing deep rock galactic recently learning Love ghost that. system those aren't as in depth yeah same oh yeah same those aren't as in depth the uh systems of deep rock but like yeah they're like 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 it's just kind of refreshing to like play this game that's just like kind of sweet it's kind of silly uh it's very simple it brings me back i can just kind of kick back and play this get a little get a little stoned and just you know just enjoy it for what it is and not have to like be super involved in it and then you know there are times during a boss fight where i am like you know sitting on the edge of my couch knees like elbows on my knees leaning forward where i'm trying to beat this bullet hell part where i'm trying to fight a boss but like i don't know man i found it very very enjoyable very peaceful very relaxing very sweet very irreverent well if i can go on a slight tangent from undertale have you never had 
played a game where you're like, I can tell this is a good game that everyone enjoys, but it's just not for me. You've never, you no, yeah, I have. No, but you said you specifically said with Sea of Thieves, you're like, I don't really like Sea of Thieves, but the people that like it, they like it. No, you're like, you're like, it's like, it's like with Sea of Thieves. Sorry, I must have misspoke there because what I meant was, I think it's a fine game, and I liked playing it. But since it has those people in it who are just constantly attacking while you're playing the game. I don't enjoy playing it. It's different from saying I don't dislike it. I just, I find it's sort of like, it's a great game, but it's not for me. And that's the same thing I'd say with Undertale. Like, you you must have had a game. Give, give me one game. I don't mean to put you on the spot like this, but uh, it just sort of popped up in my head. Is there a game that you were like, I don't enjoy this game, but I see why people think this is great? So many, so many. Um, Throwing it back to earlier in this episode, um, Last of Us. I tried yeah. to, I have literally tried to play, oh, another one. Borderlands 2, you and I. I have got to the same part in Borderlands 2 three times. I want to beat that fucking game, but I don't know what it is. I just get to this one area, and I'm like, okay, I'm at this area. This is new. I'm going to put this down, and I'm going to come back to it. And then something comes up, and then I never go back to it. I know exactly what it is. It's this one area where you're in this, like, swamp, and it's kind of, like, acidic, and, like, everywhere kind of hurts you. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Same with Last of Us. I know it's a great game. I know it's a great story. People love that game. I have tried to play that game about two or three times. I've gotten a little farther every time I've played Last of Us. It's not like Borderlands for whatever reason I got to that same spot. But in Last of Us, I, you know, got a little farther every time I played it. But same thing. I can't, I can't beat that. I mean, also there's, there's, there's shit that followed four. I've, I played, you know, maybe three, four hours of Fallout 4. I just couldn't get into it. I know people love that game. Witcher 3, I played maybe 10 hours of Witcher 3, maybe a little bit less, like eight hours of Witcher 3. I'm like, I can't, I like, I, God love this game. I can see this is such a well-made game. I just can't get into it. So yeah, 100%. I, I, there's 100% games like that. Well, how you feel about those games is how I feel about Undertale. It's like, and, and you know what? I'm glad for this I mean, you still, because... still should have played it for more than an hour, though. Uh, no, the, well, I guess, you know what, you seem to take a while to make, well, not take a while, I mean, you certainly give it longer, but I guess, I guess, so you've talked about games that you can see why other people like, you gave it a chance, it didn't work, but you've never played a game where you've, like, started playing it, played for a very short amount of time, and gone, nope, this game is not for me, I can see why other people will like this, but this game is not for me, because that's what Undertale is for me. Um, yeah, not just a game you're like, it other people ha- like. Yeah, it must have happened, that's a good question, actually, let me think. There, there, there. 100% has to be games. I'm going to say probably Fallout 4 is probably the closest. Yeah, you know, right? you're saying you've only played three hours. That's equivalent to like my hour. Hour, yeah. Yeah, I played literally, I, I, I'm going to say under four hours, probably closer to mm-hmm. three hours of Fallout 4. And like the whole time I was just like, I am not into this. And like 100%, like those games are just not for me. Same with, uh, oh, you know what? Another one, another Bethesda game. Same with uh, Skyrim. Played like maybe four hours of Skyrim. Where I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this is cool. Like, I just need more of like a direct through line, and like that's I've said that about Bethesda games so many times. I just I'll need a stronger that... through line. I actually kind of agree with you. Now we're gonna shit on you, Bethesda. We're putting you on blast. Um, no, I'm just kidding. There's their plot lines of Bethesda. Like they have, they have such a like. There's this urgent quest you have to do. You, we need to save the world. You need to save your child. Oh, hey, this guy over here needs help uh, getting apples for his farms. Go help him with that. Like it's it, it definitely. I like those games because I like kind of getting lost in the little side stories and ignoring the main plot line. But uh, they are very. I'm not sure if nebulous is the word I'm looking for, but they're they're very non-linear almost. They're just kind of like okay, here are the eight quests you're going to do to complete the storyline, but you're not going to. Like, we don't shove them, like, one after the other. It's always, like, 
okay, now go over to this other part of the map and you'll probably pass four or five things on the way kind of thing. So Yeah. 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 I, I just I, I feel I, that criticism is justified. I, but it's I not, it's not even a criticism about those games. It's not even a criticism though. Like like people love that. I just personally I like I like um, you know, I, I thought Horizon Zero Dawn did a great job where it's like, you know, you're on this big world. Not even that big, but like, you know, it's a pretty big world. But mm-hmm. you have like a very like, okay, now you're going to this area, now you're going to this area, now you're going to this area. And there's like, you know, the classic kind of Ubisoft style of um you know, side quests popping up as you go. You got to climb a tower, which happens to be a fucking moving brontosaurus, like metal robot brontosaurus thing. I quite thing. like that, actually. I thought it was one of the better innovations. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, that's essentially like the climbing towers in Assassin's Creed. So it's like, I, I, I like that more so, where it's like there is more of a stronger through line, more of a stronger narrative that pushes me throughout the uh, campaign. Um, but yeah, those games, uh, not for me, just like I don't like point-click adventures. We were talking about this earlier today point and click adventures are not necessarily for me but i, I can tell when they're super well made um you know there's just some other games like like racing sims like like a gran turismo like hell no i would never play a gran turismo <laughs> but you know that's fine i can see that those games look beautiful as hell they're super super realistic people that love them love them as you know as 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 has been said uh but yeah so overall i get why you wouldn't love undertale but I have played, as I said, 4.6 hours. I'm 100% going to finish it. Um, I wish there was a little bit more time before we talked about it. Maybe we'll do a retouch on it uh, next episode or something. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm playing through it. I think I'm about maybe a little bit less than halfway, about halfway. Um, I looked at IGN and it was about 12 hours. Sorry, not IGN, um, Game Facts. It was uh, 12, uh, 12, a lot of people said 12 hours, but the, like, the 16 hours was That's the so average. That's so weird. I, I read some, an article where they said it was like six hours. I'm like, oh, okay, twice as much. Which just goes to show how pe- different people approach games. Yeah, I'm like on on um, on Game Facts, there's like a thing that's like, oh, average playtime, whatever hours, then you click it, and then you can like see what everybody's voted. There's, this has like thousands and thousands of votes, like, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of like a bar graph. It's like this many people voted for one hour. This people voted for five hours. Yada yada yada, all the way down. Like these people voted for forty hours, and it's like pretty much the you know the bell curve was like for twelve hours. Anyway, well, RRR's just got one vote and it's thirty eight minutes. No, RRR had nothing. That was what was crazy. Oh, really? You looked it up? Oh, crazy. I looked it up because I was like, oh, how long is this game going to take? So I, I there was an entry for RRR or R. Uh, there was an entry for R on GameFAQs. I clicked it nothing about it just title like release date like no like gameplay images no videos no uh reviews no play times nobody no like no messages on a message board nothing there was just an entry on game facts nothing else anyway personally i guess we'll sum it up with r would not recommend undertale would recommend yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say that I agree with that. I it's uh, I looked at R and it's definitely not like platformers are for me. But Undertale, even though I don't care for it, is a good game, and I can tell that it is a special game for some people. So I would recommend it if you're interested in it. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess that's going to take us to so not next episode, um, because uh, th- these choices are going to be a little bit more meaty, mm-hmm. as far as content, playtime, whatever. Um, but now this. We're going to do a new uh, thing. Well, I guess we're continuing this series in a way, but a new iteration of it where um, we're each going to buy each other a game now where 
it's a game from you know, maybe not our childhoods, but it's a it's a personal classic game to us that the other one hasn't necessarily played. Has to be on Steam or Origin, whatever you play or whatever it's called now. Um, it has to be able able to download. You can't be like, oh, I bought you this game for Nintendo Switch. Although I feel like I should buy a Nintendo Switch. I mean, I'm doing a podcast about video games for God's sake. I would I would support you buying a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, but the only thing I want to play on it is Breath of the Wild. Other than that, I'm like, oh, all right. Dude, there's so many like there's so many first party Nintendo titles that are so good. So good. That's the only thing I'm playing on there. Like I'm only playing first party Nintendo. That's why I have it. It's a Nintendo machine. If it came out for multiple systems, I'm obviously gonna buy it for PC. Well, actually, this finally goes back to earlier in our conversation. I don't have that, like, love of Nintendo because I've never really, growing up, had access to a Nintendo machine. So I don't... I'll probably buy a Switch at some point, especially considering the PlayStation 5 is never going to come out. Um, yeah, maybe I'll buy a Switch, actually. It was a good decision. Maybe. I'm happy with it. I, like, I've been working from home, so, like, on downtime, I just, like, have it on the couch. Like, downtime, perfect time to sneak in a Mario Kart race or wander around in Pokemon or do a level in Mario Maker or whatever. It's uh, it's really nice. It's really nice to have it as a handheld. I was going to get it. I was going to get the light and only get the handheld, but I'm glad I got the full thing because I, I thought I wouldn't play it on my TV that much, but I have been. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, switch tangent. All right, so do you want to start us off with your reveal of what game that you will purchase for moi? Oh, I wish I had gone to Wikipedia to get a little bit of stuff about this game. This game is a classic amongst you, the PC gamers. You bought the, you, you've played this game. You should just talk about it. You should know why you need a Wikipedia article. Because I need to do the information, like when it came out, blah, 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 that sort of business. Mm. You know, to give you the real... This game came out in... Ah... Uh, Go oh, wrong, wrong Wikipedia entry. This game came out in God, isn't this great? Listening to people look stuff up on November 19th, 1998, two years before the year 2000. It is a classic first person shooter that revolutionized the genre, and then even today, its uh, genetics have been passed down to pretty much every first person shooter that's still going out there, whether you're talking your Destiny, your Doom, Eternal, whatever. This game is Valve's famous uh, PC game, Half-Life. You're going to play the original Half-Life. Blocky graphics and all, 4x3 presentation, apparently. Um, I have played it. Oh, you have? Fine! Uh, then I'm going with my backup. <laughs> I've I'm... also played, played Half-Life 2 as well. Well, then you're going to get Deus Ex. That's also, that was my other choice. You know, I kind of was like, I'm, I wanted to ask you before this one you played. I'm like, there's a good chance he's played it. Yeah, I, I played it. I played it like back in the day on my shitty computer. Like, I would barely mm. say I played. Honestly, you know what? I'll Have do Half-Life. Honestly, I'd rather revisit Half-Life because I played it back in the day on like my shitty family computer. And like, I didn't beat it, but I played most of it. And then Half-Life 2, I started playing Half-Life 2 and that like my computer could like really barely run Half-Life 2. Like it oh, barely man. ran Half-Life 1 and like well, Half-Life 2 Would you prefer to get run. Half-Life 2? Because Half-Life 2 is the better game absolutely yeah i i i've played i've played very i've I've played like yeah i played a couple level hours of half-life 2 i've almost and like this is like back in the day this is like 2001 or something like that or whenever i don't know what i'm saying because the game came out in 2004 were you the guys who stole the code what 2000 oh but uh half-life 2 is 2004 but i will get you half-life 2 because that what's the one where you start in like an elevator do you remember uh there's one where you start in a tram going through a facility like a monorail 
that's, that's what I think what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking of. And, is uh, that Half-Life 1? Is there a voice of a woman going like, Welcome to the facility. I don't remember. If you start on a train and then go into a dystopian train station, that's Half-Life 2. Either of these ringing a bell? Uh, I don't remember, honestly. Well, if you so play Half-Life, ago. I'm going to give you Half-Life. Half-Life 2, by the way, you don't need to know anything other than you saved the world and then you were mysteriously taken away. Now you're back in Half-Life 2, starts you off pretty fresh. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do Half-Life 2. That sounds fucking sick. I'm Half-Life so 2, yeah. It's a great game. I love Half-Life 2. I I I'm like choosing games. I'm like, you like say a game, I'm like, try again, try again. Well, then, that's the beauty of this thing, one. right? It's like, I bring a surprise on you, then like, it, 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 this would have sucked if we had gone before and like, hey, what would you, what game would you like? Oh, I'm getting a Half-Life 2. Oh, Half-Life. Oh, I've already played that. Okay, I'll get you half You're getting Half-Life 2. Yay. You know, well, like, also it, like how Undertale like, worked out, like how I ended up just being like, playing like 20, 25 minutes of R being like, all right, fuck this. I'm buying Undertale. Because I really wanted to buy Undertale as well. The funny thing was, I wanted to buy Undertale too before you bought it for me. So I was like, oh, yay, I'm getting Undertale for free. Ooh, dodge that bullet. But I also still spent the bullet because I bought you RR, which was roughly the same price. Ah, well. Ah, you know what? Water under the bridge, and that's the fun of this. Oh, that's the fun of it. I was just about to say exactly. Steam, steam, steam. We should have. We should really come up with a name with that. We've we've been talking about this for like weeks, and we've Mm. be like, we should come up with a name for that. We should. Steam surprise. Steam prize. No, sorry. Edit that out. No, I'm kidding. Leave it in. Supreme. (laughs) Um. All right. Back to you guys. We'll come up with something for next time. So. You're getting Half-Life 2, which is 2004's Ooh. classics. It's a great game. I have I still play it. Yeah. It must have been Half-Life 1 that I played then, honestly. Oh, by the if way, it was that a little long sidebar. Ago. Since you're getting Half-Life 2, you're getting the Source Engine, and that'll actually give you access to something called Black Mesa, which is the remake of Half-Life 1 by fans. That is basically Half-Life 1 with the 2004 Source Engine. It's Hell yeah, that's It's sick, much dude. better. Thank All you. Right. But what are you getting me? Is it... Is it I, let me make a guess. Earth okay. Band. I feel like you're getting me Earthbound somehow. No, I couldn't get you Earthbound unless I got you a Switch. Also, Earthbound, uh, yeah, that's like, like there's like Earthbound is Mother Two, but like no, you're not getting Earthbound. Um, what? One and two were made, and Earthbound is number two, and then number three will never be made. Sorry, my video game Oedipal issues are confusing. I know. Anyway, I thought you were gonna guess it because I told you we talked about it before. The game I'm gonna get you. And I looked it up on Steam, and it is literally on sale for two ninety nine right now. Nice, praise be. Is a game that we talked about for the hidden gems that I talked about for the hidden gem series, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh right, yes. Actually, you know what? I was curious to check out the game. This game, I will hopefully not bounce off in and out. But um... well, it's it's not super long. It's like twenty hours, I think. Sure. Like it's not like super duper long. It's actually like a bit short. I remember both. Like I've played through it twice. Like the regular PlayStation Two version and then the HD remake. And both times I remember being like, "All right, what's next? Oh, we're finishing up." Ah, oh. there's kind of like I feel like there's like three big dungeons and like with like a bunch of like kind of like side stuff in between that you do in between. But it I always felt like there could have been more. Um. Anyway, having said that, um. Beyond Good and Evil, if you didn't hear our Hidden Gems episode, was a game that released right alongside of uh, Ubisoft released it, and they released it right alongside. I think it was released like a week or Prince two after, yeah, uh, Prince of Persia. So all like the Prince of per- like the first one, Sands of Time. So all their marketing might was behind Prince of Persia. Um, Technically, the first Prince of Persia was actually released in like the early nineties. 
Okay, you're right, you're right. The first remake, you're 100% right. The old school Prince of Persia for, like, the NES and But, shit. yeah, the new Prince of Persia series that was sort of popular in the mid to late 90s. Yeah, the, re- the remake, the, the, 3D, the 3D Prince of Persia. Yeah. You're 100% right. Um, so, yeah, so, like, the fanfare and all, like, the marketing push was was sent to that. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was this weird game that kind of mixed, a mix between, like, Ratchet and Clank, Pokemon Snap, um, Metal Gear Solid. Like, there's, like, like a lot, uh, heavy rely on, you know... Um, photography and taking photos of different flora and fauna throughout the world and then using your camera to expose like government corruption where you like sneak into these like government bases where you have to like sneak around from these guards and then like take pictures and uncover these like this deep conspiracy that this like government's doing there's a great cast of characters the art style is really cool the music's really fun um i've listened to the soundtrack not listening to like not playing the game many a times the soundtrack's really good has this great endearing cast of characters the characterization is really really great and eventually there's going to be a second one coming out it's been in the works for like 13 years or something like that um anytime anybody sees anything about it it looks amazing so hopefully eventually you'll be ready for that so that's what i'm going to get you and as i said luckily it is literally 2.99 right now when i saw that i instantly purchased it for myself and i was like I Aww. hope you don't. I hope you don't see that. That's adorable. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking love this game. The last time I played it was it was the PS3 HD remake, which I don't know if this one is the HD remake. I'm I gonna assume it is. It is, and even if it yeah. is, fuck it, man. It's like it's a game from the '90s. I'm not expecting photorealistic. No, I think it was released. Uh, it was released like 2001 or 2002. Now I should have that up. Okay, oh, yes, no. from the early 2000s, the time period right after the '90s um yeah no i mean i've i when you talked about that game i remember going like oh yeah i'd be curious to play that game i mean it's not like been burning a hole in my brain but you know yeah i'm looking forward to it uh i'd say probably more so than undertale well hopefully it goes better than than that this I'm sure, our, our I'm first sure our first round didn't go too well i you know what though this is the fun of it right like it's if, if 2003 like, by the way it was released in 2001 oh, wow. okay so it's only like a year before Half-Life 2. Look at that. We're getting two games that are almost released at the same time. On That's a geological time scale. That's good. I've always wanted to play Half-Life 2. Because, it's okay, great. So I guess it's I've great. played Half-Life 1 only and like on a janky PC and I've never played Half-Life 2 at all. Uh, it sounds like you haven't because what I described, you spent like the first, I won't say anymore, but the first section you would be like, oh, I remember this setting. This setting is like, like I said, a dystopian setting. You would definitely wouldn't be like, oh, is it in an elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah well yeah I, I think you might like it. it has a great protagonist um mm-hmm. her name's jade she's like a really uh great protagonist so this game was really hard to market when it first came out so it's kind of like gained this cult following especially it did relatively well for its hd re-release because the cult following has built which has only um you know increased since the hd release so enough that they're doing the sequel so hopefully that uh you'll enjoy that i'm so, looking forward to it so I think we'll come back to that not next episode. Um, maybe we can do like initial thoughts, just like a quick blurb about it. But yeah. then um, we'll actually first do like a full kind on. Of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll do like a first impressions. Then we'll do like a full on uh, tear down review. And, like that'll be good for me, man. Like I'll be reviewing this like fucking icon of a game. Like for you, you'll be playing a game that's fun. By no means is it my favorite game ever. Or, like, you know, it might be some people's favorite games, but it's definitely, like, a respected kind of cult classic, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, yo, this you're about to have your mind blown with this game. You're just going to have a feeling you're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be really fun for you. Um, and if you don't like it, I'm excited to hear about that, too. Well, the same thing I can say for Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2 is, I wouldn't, it's not my favorite game, but it's definitely on my top 10 list. Absolutely. It's a fantastic game. Oh, wow, game. really? 
Oh, I've finished this game, like, I've played this game through maybe, like, I'm going to say six or seven times in the oh, past wow. 16 years. Like, because it, it's a meaty game, but it's not the longest game you'll ever play. How I'll long is it at, about? How many hours? Ah, uh, well, once you know what you're doing and you're kind of just into it and stuff, I'd say it's like, uh, I, you know what, I'd look it up on GameFAQs, but in my head, I'm feeling like nine, 10, 12 hours, somewhere in that range. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So it seems like Beyond Good and Evil will be a little bit longer than that, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's it's more of like an uh, more of like an open world type game as opposed yeah. to I feel like what it, um, is um, Half Life more a little more linear. I'm gonna assume Half Life Two is actually very linear. It's, yeah, that's it, it's cool. like I like there, that. I like that. Is there there aren't really any open world parts per se? I'm Dude, sometimes I like that. Like I don't need it. I don't need every game to be an open world. I like fucking just a nice relatively straight path with you know big cinematic moments and, and oh, yeah. curated like. That. Yeah, curated events and like set piece, set piece encounters, boss fights, like great atmosphere. I, I, yeah, great atmosphere. I love that where it's like you don't have to waste all this time and resources building this huge open world. You can just really make this like essentially corridor for a lot of these like linear games. You mm-hmm. can just like really focus on that and like really just fucking make that the best experience that you can, as opposed to like you know hopefully maybe somebody will come over here and see this and you know oh we got to do something over here in case somebody come you know what I mean they you can they can just really focus all their resources on that one little yeah. slice of corridor is the best I, way to put I it. would say that Half Life Two is probably one of the best examples of a uh, linear first-person shooter where it's like you're amazing. Not, I'm so excited not, then. Yeah, you, I I think you'll like it, and maybe you won't. But uh, again, it's one of my top games, and it also gives you the Source Engine. So you there's a whole bunch of other games. You know, what, you, actually, I think since you, since you have this, you could play a hidden gem of mine called Dystopia. But you'd probably need a keyboard. And mouse. Ooh, I do have a keyboard and mouse. Do I just that. don't use them. Yeah, interesting. Well, I could use my my app, my my little app that changes everything into fucking c- controller input. Going back and remembering all the keystrokes you have to do for this, uh, hopefully. Oh, true. It, it's not a. It's not like it, there's a lot of like. Okay, I've got to activate this segment. But that is for another time, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Well, I think that was a uh, that was a solid little talk we had about uh, yeah. video games. Are they a thing? Are they not? The the I'd answer. I'd say I'm now sixty-five, thirty-five. The truth. The, the truth is out there. One day. One day we will describe. We will find out if video games are literally a thing. Hmm. All right, dude. Have yourself a great time. Thanks you so too. much for being here with me to talk about stuff.